Greg, welcome back. So last time we sat together, we had a little chat about giving as a habit, and we talked a little bit about the the Levites and how the, the Israelite people were invited to leave their 10% of their fields, so it was given to the community, and you talked a bit about the, the, the principle of making that habit, so that you know, we never have enough and yet giving actually is the antidote to yeah. that. Um, one of the other things though you like to talk about is giving is an instinct. So what does, yeah. what does that mean? So yeah, so giving as a habit is something that forms us. Like having a habit of giving is part of this liberation from the not enough. But there's this other thing that is they don't just leave the last 10% edges of the field for the Levites. They don't just give what they give to the Levites or for people who are hungry. There's also this command to give your first fruits. Like, give the first 10%. So as soon as you have anything, your first instinct should be to give. Like, I've been blessed, so my first instinct is to give. Give to, is to be generous with that. And so that, that's like a, I think that's a really interesting idea because it's different from the habit. Habits form us, mm. but this instinct is like what's going on in our heart is that when we receive anything is our first instinct to go oh great hoard it protect it mm. like how what well, how can i make myself most happy out of this or is my instinct to go what a blessing who else can i bless mm. with this there's this there's this instinct and it's and it's part of do we have an individual mindset or do we have a community mindset like do we see that actually it's all a blessing everything we have is a blessing the air we breathe is a blessing the the heart, the life racing through our veins is a blessing the um the family we have is a blessing the light all the things we have are a blessing that god blesses with and so because we are blessed we are conduits to that blessing do we see ourselves in this bigger context and there's a story in the bible you probably know about the um, feeding of the five thousand, and it comes from like jesus like well we need to feed these people and disciples are like well where are we going to get that sort of food from and Jesus goes, well, go and find some. And when they come back, all they've got is this one boy who has five loaves and two fish. Very famous story. There's a few things about this that really fascinate me. Firstly, he had that mum, right? He had that mother. Like, you know, when you're going out, and you're like, oh, mum, stop fussing. And she's going, no, but have you got your coat on? Have you done this? And have you done this? And she's going, oh, leave me alone. I'm just going out to play football with my mates or whatever it might be. And then, and she's the one going, but you'll need some food. And he's going, I won't need food. Like, I'm just going to go out to listen to that Jesus guy. And she's going, no, but he can talk. Like, seriously, you're, you're going to get hungry. Like, and he's going, oh, mum. And you don't know where he's going to go. And she's like, oh, fine, fine. And then she packs him this little lunch because he's got that mother, right? No one else had that mother because no one else has rocked up with any food or they've, yeah, like this guy has that mother prepared all the time. That's the first thing that I find fascinating about this story. But the thing that I find most fascinating, I wonder if that was me, I might have gone, huh, they're after food. Well, do you know, I suppose I could survive on three loaves and one fish. Mm. So why don't I give two loaves and one fish mm. to the disciples and see what they can do with that? Do you know what? I'm sure Jesus could have yeah. done just as big a miracle. But it would have denied the boy the privilege of really participating in a miracle. He would have sponsored the miracle, mm. but he wouldn't have participated in the miracle mm. because he'd provided for himself or his mother had provided for him. So what he does is he gives all the loaves and all the fish. Now he is in need 
of the same miracle mm. that the other 4,999 people are in need of. Mm. They, these people are hungry, and the only thing that's going to feed them is a miracle. This boy is not in need of a miracle. His mum's provided. He's got enough. He's got a good lunch. But what he does is he gives it all. So now he's in need of the same miracle. His instinct is towards the community. If they're hungry, I'm hungry. Mm. If one of us is hungry, we're all hungry. If 4,999 of us are hungry, 5,000 of us are hungry. Like I'm part of this community. And so I'm going to give everything I have so that none of us are hungry. And it requires a miracle on the part of Jesus. But it also requires that instinct of generosity from the boy. Maybe it's telling that it was a boy who hadn't grown up to be an adult yet, maybe developed some of the cynicism, maybe developed some of the self-interest yeah. or some of the, maybe the innocence of the childhood in this is the thing that actually makes the miracle possible because this boy puts himself in need of the same miracle as everyone else does. So this instinct of giving is something that's in addition to the habit of giving. We give as a habit. We should have our standing orders set up and our, and our regular pattern of giving because that's an instinct. But also we should have an instinct of giving as well of when we see someone in need or if we receive something extra, if we're blessed or in a particular way, how can I use this for the blessing of everyone? How can I, how can I be a conduit of this blessing so that everyone is blessed when I am blessed? How, do, how can we do that? Because that's what the boy does yeah. in a way that is quite challenging in our mindset of sponsoring miracles, maybe, or sponsoring the work of God, but not putting ourselves in need of the same miracle that yeah. we're wanting to see for everyone. It's, it's interesting because the story that then also comes to mind is then in Acts with Ananias and Sapphira. Sapphira yeah. And yeah. Um, that, give. that principle of, you know, everybody sold everything they owned yeah. to, to, to be part yeah. of the community together and they sold their field. And, and then they held some back. Held some back and then they said, is this everything? And they said, yeah, it's everything. And then fall down dead. Yeah. Cheery. Yeah. Cheery. And a little, yeah. Nice so, story to throw in nice, there. Nice story, but absolutely. They, I, we're caught, what's being modelled in the early church is this entirely other way of living mm. this entirely other way where we have everything in common where we're not playing into the models of empire or the models of the oppressed diaspora of 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 the jews who are just trying to survive and and the any anyone who's anything to do with the empire is our enemy and we have to fight them and we have to resist them and we have to strive and we have to hold on to what we've got and we've got to make it work and what the church ends up doing is taking a whole other way where we have everything in common. Nobody goes without. We bring everything we have, our time, our treasure, our resources and our, and our talents. So our time, our treasure and our talents are what they bring. Whatever I have, whoever I am, however I can serve, whatever I can give, so that Nobody goes without, but also so that all these people that we are in relationship with, all these people who are around observing us from a, from a safe distance can encounter the kingdom of God in a, in a whole different way mm. than they ever imagined. And this is what we're called to as a church. This is why our giving is an instinct, but it's a wholehearted 
instinct of mm. generosity. Yeah, I think that's really, really spot on. And I'm also not saying that if we don't give everything that we'll fall down dead, that wasn't there. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 that's a whole theological thing that we're not going to get into right now. Maybe another time, but not right now. Yeah. So if that idea there of, of giving is an instinct, what do we then as, as you know, we, maybe we've put a habit in as our, into our lives, we've got rhythm yeah. there. What does, it, what does it actually look like um, for me to give as an instinct? How am I supposed to have my eyes open to need? What, what, do, I, what do I do about this? Yeah, so that's, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously the habit, if you giving is a habit, set up the standing orders, like have your, I'm going to give this to the church, I'm going to give this to this charity or what, whatever it might be, like set up your pattern, your rhythm of giving. But the instinct is that... Um, like, have your eyes open to what's going on around you. Have your eyes open to what the Spirit is up to. Mm. Like, be dialed in to what the Spirit is saying to you. And if the Spirit prompts you to go, you know, you could be the solution to that problem that you just heard about. You could be the, you could bless that person. You could encourage that person in some way. You could go and volunteer in that area. You could do the over and above in, in that sense, in that sense, in that sense. Like responding, being 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 dialed into the spirit and the promptings of the spirit, because they didn't all in the early churches go, all right, well then everyone's going to give everything. It was as there was need, like somebody would, and the implication there is the spirit is doing the prompting of now you go and sell that, go and give that, like, and the implication is also as people thought, do you know what I'm. I want that. I'm going to protect that. I'm going to, that might be when the spirit was going, mm. you need to let go of yeah. that now. You need to surrender that now. Like stop relying on that. Yeah. Start relying on me. Like there's a, but I think there's a, the instinctive part has a real correlation with the spirit mm. and our openness to what the spirit is up to and our responsiveness to what the spirit is doing. So there's our challenge is to uh, invite the Holy Spirit to prompt us, to nudge us each day. What does that actually mean to be generous? What does it mean to have that instinct? I guess that's where that value of generosity flowing through everything yeah. we do actually starts to impact us as a church. And I guess to have our eyes open to God, what, how can I be generous today? Yeah. We really hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you feel like it sparked something within you and you feel prompted to give to us, visit us at yeovil.cc forward slash give. Thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to hear from you soon.